Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Conversation. I'm Bethany Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Bob Thune and Pastor Dusty White of Quorumdale Church, and Pastor Chris Hemmelman of First City Church. Every Wednesday, we sit down to talk about how the gospel of Jesus Christ connects to the questions and issues of everyday life, and today we're talking about Chat GPT Writes a Sermon. No, it didn't. Who's that guy? Yes, it did. We'll get to that in a second. First of all, shout out to listener Chris for some delicious chocolate chip cookies on the Wednesday conversation today. They were very good. Yes, they and, were. And not me, not this Chris. Not that Chris. Another Chris. <laughs> Cormdale <laughs> member and listener. Chris. Super good. I am grateful. This topic came to us from a listener. We love our listeners. They just send us amazing stuff to talk about. Sam, who's another uh, listener, uh, <laughs> here's his email. Let me just read it. Hey, Wednesday conversation team. Here's a great article about ChatGPT and how it may affect gospel Center ministry. I've experimented with a little myself, and it has the ability to write out a whole detailed sermon outline on any individual subject, chapter, verse, or message in the Bible. You can even ask it to give you creative illustration ideas to use in your sermon. So what Sam did is he asked ChatGPT to write an outline for a sermon on Job 31, and then he attached to this email the outline that ChatGPT came up with. And I got to say, Chris, it's a good outline. I can preach this sermon. It's a nice, it's a nice sermon outline. Chris's face right now is like, trying, it's, there's a pained <laughs> this smile. This whole subject makes me just want to throw up in my mouth. Sorry. Chris's it, face is... Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Don't, don't dive in yet, Chris. Yeah, Chris has a lot to say. I know. That's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold back. I, just gonna, I agree with you. Yes. It, it's I just good, want to read the outline. sermon outline. This is a, the sermon outline. The title is The Integrity of Job, Job 31. Uh, the introduction of the sermon would include a brief overview of the book of Job and background on Job and his situation. Then the sermon has four main points. Number one, Job's covenant with his eyes. Number two, Job's account of his righteousness. Number three, Job's treatment of others. And number four, Job's trust in God's justice. And then a conclusion. And then a few ideas of stories you can tell or illustrations or how you can uh, end the sermon by giving an altar call. So, uh, you know, ChatGPT seems to understand some basic things about Job 31. By the way, I guess if you're not Clued in. Chat GPT is an artificial intelligence platform. I guess we should say that. I, th- I assume people know that. I'm guessing know. everyone knows what it is now. It's a uh, interactive AI platform um, where you can go and do this kind of thing, dialogue with it, and it'll spit back um, things that sort of seem semi intelligent. So Sam wants to know hey, guys, tell me your thoughts on Chat GPT writing your sermon outline and how's this going to affect the future of ministry? And so this is where I just let Chris Hemelman. Go. Oh, wow. <laughs> the wheels are going to be off if just, you do that. <laughs> just go. Just go. Can I ask why anyone would want chat GPT well, to write your outline for you? You and I would not want that, but let's be honest. There's a lot of guys out there that just want, you know, an easy sermon outline. It's been a stressful week. Uh, you know, I'm behind on my sermon prep. Dusty's got a story. This whole thing oh, no. reminded me about a pastor that will remain nameless. Got I, good that I know, not in our city, in the state across the river, that spends about 10 to 15 minutes on a Thursday because he has a subscription to sermons, downloads them, no, shuts his computer, no, and preaches that no. on a Sunday. Does does this guy by chance listen to our podcast? Is you're calling him out and he'll I hear this? I don't think so. Okay. I doubt it, but if he is, <laughs> we're happy to discuss. <laughs> if he is... 
I have, I have a word from the Lord from, for him. The reason why though, Chris, is um, that people would do this, in my opinion, is just because of laziness. Yeah. 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 I, 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 am, I am not, I'm not unsympathetic to the idea of the busy pastor who's got a lot of things on their plate, especially if you're at a church where you're the only guy and you're, you're doing a lot of hard work. So I understand the temptations, but man, there is just something fundamentally wrong, like through and through at the thought of having an AI write your sermon. I mean, I, I, you know, there's guys who will steal Tim Keller sermons or Matt Chandler sermons or Stephen Furtick sermons. If you're, you know, if you really want to get, you know, bring the bro sermon, but, uh, this seems to me to, to just sort of open the door to some like really bad things. So I wow. have, I have, Chris, a, that's so like, you're just so general. I am. I mean, do you want me to so really bad. say that? Okay. Well, hang on. Let me push back. Yeah. yeah Cause I don't, do. I'm not dissent. I do not want to use chat. I do not want any pastor to use chat. GPT, no, I don't, but let I me don't just, let me that. just yeah. push back on you. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, in my dad's generation, you could buy books that were like a thousand sermon outlines and you just open it to Job and there would be like 10 sermon outlines possible for Job 31. How's this any different? <laughs> um, so let's take a step back and just talk about the resource, the resource that your dad would have had access to. Okay. So I think you can even ask the question in what ways is a resource like that legitimate and which, in what ways is that not helpful okay. or, or does it maybe allow you to potentially give into certain temptations that a pastor might feel to bypass certain important responsibilities that a pastor has. So here, here's, here, maybe just let me talk about this idea from a, a bigger picture level. So like how a pastor uses resources, especially mm. Bible study tools or, or outlines. I think there are, there are absolutely not as I think I absolutely affirm there are legitimate uses for that. They can help you in your study that can provoke and prompt ideas uh, help you see things in a text you might have missed. I mean, there's wonderful tools, and I think uh, an outline. You know, here's a you know ten different outlines on Job. They can provoke ideas, but if you're going for a whole scale, just I'm going to use this without doing your own study, your own prep, your own uh, preparation, then and I think that's fundamentally cutting out the essence of what it means to preach, which is preaching is an act of pastoring and shepherding, and if you are not going through the wrestle of the text yourself. If you're not working through, you know, let me read the text. Let me meditate on the text. Let me break down the structure of the text and find the main point or hear the points where I'm actually doing all that work before the Lord in prayer for my people. Then I'm not a shepherd. I'm not pastoring. I'm okay. a talking head. But yeah. Push back though. What if I am doing all that? I just need a good outline. I'm, I'm still going to read the text and pray about it. And like, but I, you know, this, I need four points and chat GPT just gave me four good points. So if you do all of the work that I just described and you can't come up with an outline on your own, then I, I mean, I'm like, then, Hey, I will coach you. Give me, get, I, I'll put hey, my phone number. Email, hey, let's I do will this. Coach you. I will help you because again, those things can be helpful to prompt and give ideas and maybe fill in gaps. But if you're just whole scale, taking it without critically doing the work yourself, then that's problematic. And if you're doing the work critically yourself, you should, you should be able to get a certain, to a certain distance and put, put together enough information yourself. So yeah, I, but hang on, hang on. You're telling me you've never opened like a John Stott commentary on Romans and been like, I mean, well, I had an outline for this text, but John Stott's outline is better. I think I'm just going to use those. Two. <laughs> I mean, I, I've certainly been tempted and, and you've I, never used anyone else. Not a whole scale flip. 
Like I, I will say, oh, I missed that. That's actually, I, I, that's actually an important point that I need to in, put into my sermon or, hey, that's actually a better structure. So I'm, I'm using, yeah, absolutely, to help me refine the work that I've done. Okay. So I think if guys are doing that, absolutely yeah, do but hang that. on, hang on. I just, I'm going to push back here. How did you how did you learn to make an outline in the first place? Are you saying you came out of the womb with just the ability to create <laughs> outlines for any text you read? I'm pretty sure I learned how to outline like in sixth grade. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like <laughs> if you're going to like a new student of the Bible, you have to go from like, I just read the text of Genesis 37 to like, how would I outline that? And yeah. for some people, they're very intuitive with that, but some people are going to learn by training wheels by going, well, tell me how seven other people have outlined okay, that. Okay, good, good. Okay, that's I think that speaks to another legitimate uh, use is I'm getting help. I am, I am getting an assist to learn how to do this in order that I can do it myself. So I, if, if that's what a guy is doing, then absolutely hundred percent. I mean, hopefully he's also either gone to seminary or <laughs> school or has had a pastor teach him how to, so he's not just, I am sitting down and have to figure this out whole cloth myself. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I concede your point. I think that there for that, if you're using that as training wheels to help you to get to the place where you can take the training wheels off because ultimately what, what that is developing is I want to do this work myself. I'm not just doing this so I don't have to, you know, spend the time, um, that I can, you know, bypass the hard work because writing a good sermon is hard. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. Preach work. that sermon, Chris. So, so, so I, I think my heart in this is just to say, as pastors, as men, like this is such an important part of pa- like actually shepherding your flock. And if you're using AI or a book of uh, outlines or, or something else to cheat that process or make it more efficient, then <laughs> here's what I really want to say. Here's what I really want to say. I'm just going to be blunt. Can I be blunt? Is it the, the point where I can be blunt? No, you definitely should. Well, you already said blunt. cheating. So yeah, it ahead. is cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what what I really want to say that if you use chat GPT to write your sermon, or if you steal other people's sermons, you've been preaching other people's sermons. One, you need to confess that to, to the elders mm. and your church. And if they do not fire you, <laughs> then you need to walk in repentance and learn how to do this for yourself. Because here is the reality. If you believe the Bible, you are going to stand before the risen Christ who shed his very, his own blood for his people. And he has called you to shepherd them and you're shepherding them through an AI program. Hey man, like I don't want to be you before Jesus. So I'm just saying, consider that. I like your level of conviction about this and I do not entirely disagree with you. I also think, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said. No, no, and and we do have listeners to this podcast who have been fired for their churches for plagiarizing sermons, just so you know. So that's a real thing. Well, it is. And and if they're walking in the light with that and they're walking out repentance, God bless you, brother, because that's the grace of God to in your life. And because it is, I mean, I I think two things that are driving my my passion for this. One, I am passionate about good preaching. Yes. Faithful preaching. Yeah. And I'm also passionate about pastor seeing preaching as an act of shepherding yes, and not just a performance. Right. Uh, and so this, this I think gets at so much of the problem in the preaching in the church and, and just kind of it feels like gas on the fire for a lot of the bad habits that we've developed and allowed to kind of run rampant in the church. Dusty white. What I hear you saying is an argument of conscience. 
like your passion is, there's no way my conscience would allow me yes, to let yes. AI produce an outline on. It's Joe hard Cameron. for, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, again, I understand some of the temptations to, for the efficiency and the cutting down on time, but there's also this element that if I fundamentally believe preaching is this active shepherding, if I fundamentally believe preaching is the way the gospel goes forward and the power of God goes forward, then I can't outsource this thing. Yeah. So the other thing I hear you saying there is preaching has to be shepherding to use your language, which has a particular context. So AI can't do my context. Yes. But it also gets to think something bigger uh, because it, it actually starts to talk about the whole idea of how as human beings made in the image of God, we're called to create things and using AI is, I would actually even say is an affront to the image of God in you. So Boom. if you want to take this in a bigger direction beyond well, preaching. I want so. to take it in a whole different direction. Yeah. You've given the, you've given one angle, which I don't disagree with, which is like, Hey, do your own work, pastor. Don't be, don't be having AI write your sermon outlines. I just want to take it in a whole different direction, which is to say, I'm not that threatened by chat GPT writing sermon outlines because I don't think that's a sermon outline. Like what chat GPT can do is give is outline content. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like if you listen to those four points of Job 31, okay, those are four aspects of the content of Job 31. What a sermon is, is the Holy Spirit working through a preacher to bring the word of God to a particular people. That's a sermon. No artificial intelligence can do that in the yeah. first place. And if a pastor just got up and <laughs> preached this outline, I don't even think that would be a sermon. I think it would be a talk. I think everybody listening to it would go like, hmm, something's missing here. And I realize there's a lot of preaching out there that feels like that to people. So, I'm, uh, but, but I think that's, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, Sam is not, Sam is a listener. I know Sam. He's not a pastor. He's not like you bring in this as like, hey, here's a, you know, this might be a temptation for pastors. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's bringing as a church member. It's like, hey, how do you think this is going to change or what new wrinkles does this create for the church? He's asking it as a church member. Yeah. And I just think it doesn't create any new wrinkles for me because I would just say like, yeah, anybody who sits in a sermon that was written by AI is going to feel like, hmm, something that just doesn't feel quite right here. This doesn't pass the sniff test. Yeah, I agree with you. To, to me, it's this is just a more advanced version of potentially a more advanced version of similar problems that we've already seen of guys cheating the process, bypassing the process, um, sacrificing that hard work in the name of efficiency. Um, you know, oh, Tim Keller preaches really good sermons. I want my people to hear good stuff. I don't think I could do that. And so I'm going to, you know, wh whatever kind of causes that sort of thing in a guy's soul. This is just another avenue for that. I don't think it's necessarily going to open right. up new doors. Right. So what if what if AI can go, like it gets advanced to the point where you're like, hey, I want to preach Job 31 to First City Church in Belgium, Nebraska. <laughs> and then it starts to give you like military analogies and stuff, you know. Like, it knows enough about it's your like, church. You know, I want to preach this to Bethany Gilbert, and it combines that with Amazon's profile of Bethany. And it's like she, here, she likes uh, dogs. <laughs> she likes puffer vests. She likes uh, movies. Like it's just gonna know. Here's that's the a whole other scary thing. Is if the, like the Chat GBT like can basically <laughs> take your life and condense it down. Like that's wow. I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was gonna say. 
I think another way to say what I'm saying, I saw someone on Twitter make this point about artificial intelligence, which is to say, and this has been my critique all along. I know everybody's pretty fascinated with AI and like, oh man, the technology is changing so fast. I have zero interest in AI and I zero think it's going to change our lives. And here's why. Because it doesn't have a soul. And at the end of the day, what a sermon is, is God coming through a human being. There's a dynamic, like you said, Chris, of that human being is changed by what they learn and how they encounter God in the text. And they're also being transformed as they communicate that word to people. And I think everyone who knows what good preaching is, that's the dynamic they're after. It's not, can I get the content from you? Now, some people are just content people, and they're just like, give me the, give me the data. But I think what people really want to experience when they come to church on Sunday is, I don't just want content. I want to experience God. I want to experience something meaningful of God coming to me through a person and connecting his word to my life. And I think when that happens, something is going on that artificial intelligence cannot do because good preaching is, not, is something more than content. And so I would just say, like, the, the sermon outline that's given here, I think is... I think there's zero zero churches with good preaching are threatened at all by the existence of artificial intelligence. Yeah. And yeah. zero preachers who really understand what preaching is are going to be tempted to use this. Now, I think there will be people who just think their job is to deliver content would be tempted to use this. But I just don't think... Uh, I think it's a wrong... To, to, Sam's teeing up a question that I just want to say. I kind of disagree with the premise of the question because I don't think a sermon outline generated by artificial intelligence is the same thing as encountering God through his word. And so even if I were to start with this and say, all right, I'm preaching a sermon on Job 31. I'm going to start with these four points. Let's say I did that on a Monday and I got to preach on a Sunday. So you're giving me this work on a Monday. What I would do with that between Monday and Sunday, you wouldn't recognize it as that by the time it got to get preached. Because even if I started with those four points, I'm, I'm going to do something with that. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I feel like the this is a this is a non-ethical issue for me because I really don't think it's any different than reading a commentary or looking in a sermon outline book, which all good pastors do. I yeah. think like yeah. part of doing good research is just like, well, tell me what ten other people have done with this text. And is there a way that it kind of breaks out? And usually when you start looking at commentaries, you're like, oh, yeah, everybody kind of outlines this the same way. You know, there's like a pattern here. There's a substance to the narrative. Here's how it kind of sets up. Now, sometimes with, you know, you'll read people who every commentator is going to try to be original. So they're all going to be like, well, my outline, of course, builds off this guy's outline, but it's different and better because there's like there's a chiasm here that you didn't see, of course, or an inclusio. There's some biblical studies term that makes my commentary cool. But my point is, Every preacher is asking, how does the text structure itself? Yeah. And so I think the idea of looking for an outline in a text is not the same thing as crafting a sermon. And anybody who just moves from, here's the outline AI gave me to let me get up and say these things. If Bethany's sitting in that church, she's not walking away going, man, that was a great sermon. She's walking away going, hmm. I don't know. I, I just, bet Chat GPT yeah, wrote that exactly. <laughs> and some of you, and some of you listeners are thinking, "I've been in some sermons that might have been written by yeah. Chat GPT." Yeah, and and to kind of along with what your point is, all pastors, all preachers, we're standing on the shoulders of other people. Like right. we we are in this conversation of you know two thousand years of church history and commentary and how people have preached this. Like that kind of dialogue with the past and other people is 
I, I'm absolutely 100% you're being shit. That, but that's part of the, the work of crafting a sermon that eventually becomes uniquely your sermon to your people. So we're being shaped by those things. We're borrowing from each other. There's, there's ways in which um, there are things in our sermon that aren't wholly original to us. And so I'm not saying, you know, that, that everything has to be hundred percent original. I had to come up with this structure. I had to see the chiasm. I had to do all this stuff. But like what you said, Bob, what eventually is preached and proclaimed through you as a preacher, as a vessel of the Holy Spirit and the work that you have done, that very human work empowered by the Spirit, that is like, don't, buy, don't bypass that. Yes, which is what good preaching is. And I'm, you know, I guess all I'm saying is like, if you look at the work chat GPT did here, it's just the work any fourth grader could have done. If you it's said, pretty basic. if you gave them 10 sermon yeah. outlines and said, Hey, make a sermon outline. That's kind of like these. I think they yeah. kind of come up with yeah. these. Well, where, you know, the bigger problems with some of this are is, you know, people are like, am I interacting with a human or am I interacting with, you know, an AI if I'm on my online interactions or I know, you know, colleges are going to be worried. Are the essays kids are turning in actually their work or is it, you know, that the AI, cause, cause they, they probably can get away with some types of work and assignments that are, you know, can be pretty basic and sophomoric yeah. in, in the literal sense. And we're, we're preaching you, you can't mask that yeah. as you were pointing out. Yeah. I'd like Sam to Sam, here's your assignment. I want you to ask ChatGPT to give me a more gospel-centered sermon on Job 31, because this one is pretty moralistic. The conclusion is, recap the main points, encourage the audience to examine their own lives and make a covenant with their eyes, emphasize the importance of living a righteous life, treating others with fairness and kindness, and trusting in God's justice. That's just a good moralistic liberal sermon. Yeah. So the other thing about this that I've just been laughing about the whole time is the sermon outline is called the integrity of Job, which you would have to, in your intro as a preacher, say something of, Hey, also in light of integrity, I just need you. To <laughs> I know. borrowed this from Chess. This is all borrowed. <laughs> this isn't mine. Well, even that, I mean, the gospel coalition article on this. Hey, hold Job, on. Hold yeah. on. What if the argument Sam comes back to you with though is, Hey, from my context, we need a very moralistic sermon. My people need morals. I'm living in wherever, and this is actually the sermon well, my people need. Fine, all people need morals, but I just think a, a, a biblical sermon needs to be Christ-centered. So I'm just saying, like, this isn't the kind of sermon we would preach anyway, or anyone who wants a Christ-centered sermon would preach. I, my, you know, it really is. It really is the a a classic mainline liberal Protestant sermon. That's that's why I'm joking about it is because it's basically be good to people. You know, be like Job, have some integrity, make a covenant with your eyes, do good. None of those things are bad, but they are not the gospel and they don't get us to the kind of transformation that... The- which which gets at another issue with AI. It it's has limits to its programming. Yeah. Like it's it's only going to put out based on the parameters of its programming. And, and there's, you may have seen some of these articles where people will put very controversial statements yes. and see if it will be objective and it comes out very ideological. Yes. And so even that, if you're using AI to, to help write your sermons, the way it's going to be skewed, what if you have to preach on the topic of homosexuality or gender? Don't expect AI to give you a thoroughly biblical perspective on that mm. without, a, without a ton of caveats. Mm, it has some biases, doesn't it, Chris? I bet it does. Chat GPT does. 
Well, I know that it does because I've just been paying attention on social media, how people have been playing with this. And it is funny. They're like, people have figured out how to find the, the wrinkles in the system by just asking like, why should I vote for Donald Trump? And chat GPT says things like, I cannot answer this question because I cannot commend this game. It's just like, obviously, okay, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's not free. A, yeah. So <laughs> it's not free. Yeah. It's not like a, yeah. doesn't have a soul. Can't think for itself. Doesn't have a soul. All right. Well, Sam, thanks for giving us an interesting topic to talk about. I do think, and, and just to be clear, I do think we are going to have to ask some of these ethical questions about artificial intelligence, because despite of the fact that I think it's not actually that intelligent, it is going to become more and more of a feature of our experience in our lives. And so at some point, there's a way that it does creep into the church. It does creep toward the church. And I think Sam's anticipating here one of the ways it's going to, which is when I come to hear Chris Hemelman preach, how do I know he's preaching his own sermon and not a chat GPT outline? Because my sermon will only have one point, not four. Oh, I like that. That's good preaching, Chris. If you, uh, yeah, if you have other th- uh, other thoughts here, uh, other ways you want us to, I, I really do think artificial intelligence is an interesting frontier for the church. And there's going to be a lot of questions related to this that come up in uh, months and years to come. So if you're thinking about something related to this that you want to hear us talk about, or if you, um, well, I don't want, don't start sending us all your chat GPT chats of all the other topics that you make it talk about, because there's a limit to how many of those podcasts I want to do. But if there are more, <laughs> if there are more questions you have here, we certainly welcome you to, to reach out. And thanks to Sam, the listener, for um, teeing up this conversation for us. I appreciate it. The goal of this podcast is to equip our own church for discipleship and mission. So if you're a Christian or a church leader in another context, we thank you for listening in and we pray that this conversation might be helpful to you as you minister in your context. We love to hear from listeners. So if you have thoughts, questions, or future podcast topics, send an email to podcast at cdomaha.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday for another episode of the Wednesday Conversation.